Welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Majid. Day two of the United Soccer Coaches Goalkeeping License 1 and 2. We just finished the Goalkeeper License 2. Uh, unfortunately, Saskia Weber is not with me today. Uh, Omar Zini's not with me. Patrick McLean's not with me. Um, uh, no one's with me. It's, uh, it's just me and Micah. Micah's back. Uh, Micah, as you know, uh, 30 under 30, uh, former Michigan State goalkeeper coach, uh, now lead instructor for the United Soccer Coaches Federation. Uh, welcome back, man. What, what It's been quite a day, hasn't it? What's going on? It's good to be back. I know. You're like, dude, I, you're probably just as drained as me, man. And I've been seeing you out there working, and it's I, I was tired just watching you working out there. Um, before we get into today's episode, guys, again, I just want to reiterate Thank you so much to all the insiders out there who've been rating, reviewing, and subscribing. Uh, for all of you guys here, actually, who've been at the course and actually rated, reviewed, and subscribed while you've been at the course, huge shout out to you guys. Again, make sure to leave your Instagram or Twitter handle in the body so we can send you your prize. Once we get to 150 reviews, we're going to send out a new prize. Um, also, make sure, make sure, make sure that you do this, okay? And I understand that you're probably just like, okay, he's insecure, he just needs gratification, he needs people, self-assurance to let him know that he actually knows what he's doing. It's not that, it's like we wanna share this information and the more reviews out there, the more goalkeepers we reach, the more stories we can share and learn from another because it's all about goalkeeper union, guys. So uh, so please keep those reviews coming in. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, I think that's still a thing. Is Stitcher still a thing? I yeah, I, who knows, Pocket Casts. There's so many out there, it's, it's just crazy. Um, all right, we're going to get right into this because we're absolutely wiped, and, and it's, it's been a, it's been a crazy day. Uh, today's topic, guys, is uh, running goalkeeper coaching education. I couldn't think of a better person to have on to do this than somebody who is literally just a lead instructor who flew in all the way across the country to teach this goalkeeper level one and two. And for those of you guys who are unfamiliar, weren't at the course obviously this weekend here in in, in Cal South. And shout out to United Soccer Coaches. Uh, foundation, you know, for helping set this up with uh, AYSO South and uh, Beverly Hills AYSO and LA Goalkeeping Academy to make this happen because this was really great for all these coaches out there. Why don't you explain what the GK1 and 2 was? Um, so GK, GK1 was yesterday. We focused on the fundamentals, just um, footwork, handling, um, diving, and what else do we do? Positioning. My my brain is going <laughs> going a little bit. Dude, it's been it's been a long couple days. I'm not gonna lie. Like we're all kind of uh you know it's kind of like convention. You oh, know how like when you go to convention, and you're like I think it's Thursday or it might be Sunday. Yeah, I just don't lose know. Check the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, uh, so so basically, so yesterday was that, and yeah. then what did we do today? Today we got into more advanced things. Um, positioning with crosses. We got into breakaway situations. We got into what else am I missing? Uh, extension diving. Um, back to bar situations. I feel like I'm missing something else. Are we? Um, I I think uh, I think you pretty much covered everything that, okay. that we did today. Um, you talked about the one v ones. Did you talk about we, we did bit foot distribution? Oh, foot distribution. Well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, guys, uh, go on unitedsoccercoaches.org <laughs> and you can find out all the information about these courses. Uh, because honestly, we're we're delirious right now. So uh, we're gonna really more focus on what we did in this past week and in which what is this is basically is like uh is coaching education for adults um let's be honest micah and i spend most of our time with youth uh not training adults and uh i'm not gonna lie for my time spent as a personal trainer uh working with adults is very different than working with youth. so micah let's start with you how does adult education differ from working with youth for you uh, it's different it's different definitely coaching your peers or you know some who are older than you um, but what I was thinking before, you know, I got into coaching 
because I thought it was so cool with the ability to impact a team, maybe a team of 15 or a team of 30. And it's really cool to pass on that information to 30 people it w- versus as a player, I was only, you know, working to improve myself. So now I was working to improve more people. And now it's cool. Now I can help to improve coaches who kind of after that, they can influence even more people. So the information you're passing on to coaches is helping even more people. So it's, it's, it's cool. It's definitely different. but And I really enjoy the thought of that. It's interesting because the thing is, is that I, I don't know about you, but I remember the first time I did any sort of coaching education where I was working with adults. Uh, I was a little nervous because I'm like, well, a kid is going to respect you because like you're an adult and they're going to be like, well, respect your elders type of thing, you know, and makes you feel like 100 years old when they say things like that. But, you know, there's that whole thing with with adults. You kind of every time like I'm looking at an adult right now, you know, who's in our audience right now. And like, you know, I'm not quite sure if I'm talking to him, if he's like, yeah, but I could do that a lot better, you know, and that and, and that's one of the things that always has scared me. So how, how do you get for anybody out there who's who's trying to work with their clubs and, and their goalkeeper coaches and they're trying to put together programs for for their clubs? How do you get past that stigma of the fear of, of talking to your peers? Yeah, it was a little definitely intimidating at first. I remember yesterday I come in seeing Omar. I'm like, hey, man, I recognize you. Like, you put together YouTube channels. I, I've taken what you've done, and I've used it myself. So and I'm he's like, a, and in the I'm course, and you're you. teaching him. Yeah, yeah. so it, it was different. So it's like it, with this structure, um, you try to keep, keep it to make it um, – you know, a, a discussion in the classroom when we're doing it. Try to keep it a discussion because I'm here to learn as well. I think there there's things I could learn from other people, other coaches. Um, so trying to keep that keep that that discussion going and and learn from each other as well as pass on the information you know. Because I think um, I hope some of the coaches learn some things. Yeah, I you know I think one one thing that's that's been brought up to me by by some very good goalkeeper coaches in the past is that you know I, I mean is that. You can learn from anyone, regardless of whether they're, uh, let's just say, quote unquote, less experienced than you, mm-hmm. you know, or or have, you know, way more years of, of, of experience as, as a coach. Um, I, I try to learn from everybody. I try to keep an open mind and I try to as a younger coach. One of my biggest issues was thinking that I knew everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an insecurity that as you start getting older, you start recognizing it's not about me. It's about the kids and it's about them getting better. And the only way they're going to get better is if I be, if I learn how to work with people and I, I improve my toolbox and my understanding of, of things. And so I, I just want to I, I want to give, you know, everybody at the course a, a huge shout out for being so open minded. And and I saw team coaches coaches talking to other goalkeeper coaches and I saw people asking you great questions this morning at presentation and I love the discussion part that you did this morning I thought that was really really cool do you feel that that's really important when you're working with with adults that the, that you keep the conversation open rather than just a closed lecture conversation yeah definitely and for the it's, it creates a great learning environment no I don't think anybody wants to sit for two hours in a classroom and just listen to someone talk so it's cool um, to get that discussion going and to create group activities and to learn i learned stuff today so um it was, it was great i really like like the the setup today so let's talk about the obstacles that you don't face when you're training adults you know because one of the issues obviously when you're working with youth is for lack of a better term depending on the age that you're working with their brain is not as developed you know uh how many times and this is one of the big issues and i'm, I'm talking to you know some of our audience right here but how many times have you seen this where you've seen coaches trying to uh, convey information to a kid that that they're literally their brain can't grasp it yet. It's too complex. You know, you got to understand how to be age specific in regards to how you how you train people. And you don't have that issue with adults because they're all kind of on the same that same uh, playing field in regards to their intellect. So, um, 
what are there any other obstacles that you don't face when you're working with adults? Don't face. Yeah. I'm focusing on the positives here, you know? I don't want to focus on the negatives. Like, we're all about positivity here. I'm sure there's plenty of negatives I can find, too, but, you know. Don't face. Yeah. That's, that's a good question. Uh, can we come back to that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about a, a negative, because here, here's an issue that, that happens that you don't get with the youth, and, and that is that youth are very open-minded and, and open to change and being flexible and learning new things, because... They're in an environment at school every day where they're always learning and they're always adjusting and always having to change classrooms, teachers, that sort of thing. Adults, a lot of times, and I'm being stereotypical here, a lot of times are very set in their ways. So what, what, how, do you, how do you deal with that? And how do you, how do you make an adjustment to make an, uh, an adult uh, a, a little bit more open to learning? You know, are there any tricks that you, that you feel that, that people need to learn? You know, I have been in classes where I was the candidate and guys are so, or girls are so focused on their point of view um, and not having an open mind. And I think you don't want to find, you don't want to try to find the middle ground because sometimes, um, you know, their viewpoint is wrong. Um, that is another tough question. Keep asking yeah. tough one. Well, you know, I mean, I have to, I have to keep it deep and profound here, you know. Otherwise, if it was, it's all cookie cutter and easy, you know. I mean, I mean, you know, kind of, what, what's the point of this, you know? I mean, other than watching this lovely uh, game of AYSO soccer taking place in front of us, this grassroots soccer at its finest, right in front of us, um, you know, uh, is uh, is something that we can all be- behold. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about this then. Let's talk about mistakes that goalkeepers make when educating adults um because i think there are a lot of mistakes that i've made personally that i can speak from experience and and one is is that uh expecting people to already know what i'm talking about have, have you ever have you ever seen this happen yeah um for sure i think it was good especially for those who did level one and level two because level one we started pretty basic there can be a lot of terminology just being in goalkeeping for as long as we i have been it, it you don't think about it much and then i get up and start talking i'm like dang these they might not be they might not know what i'm talking about so trying to break things down and really explain the terminology like today example back to bar someone who doesn't have goalkeeping experience they're like what is back to bar just explain it you know it's the drop step and getting back covering tipping the ball over the bar kind of thing um dude i can't tell you how many times i've been talking to parents and forgotten that we have like our own language And I'd be like, be like, yeah, you know, actually that this even happened to me yesterday. I was like, well, you know, I think he just really needs to work on those second balls. And he's, they're like, what, what is a second ball? Like mm-hmm. to them, like that, that means nothing to them. And you have to, you have to understand that not everyone's world is goalkeeping. And I think that's, that's difficult sometimes for us to understand how to, how to break it down. And you had a very difficult, and I want to, I want to commend you for it. You had a difficult situation. Cause like you said, you had people like, like Omar, you know, who literally make a living from doing goalkeeper training mm-hmm. videos, you know, for money. And then you have parents in the course who literally don't know anything about goalkeeping and you have to find a middle ground to make this course beneficial to everybody. So how do you do that? Um, yeah. I guess I, I talk to my parents about a lot of things. Um, they give really solid advice, and I was thinking, you know, going into this course, how do I want to approach it? How how what's the best way to approach it? And I think what I try to do is just assume that everyone didn't know anything about goalkeeping. So yesterday, just assuming nobody had any idea, so it kind of try to um, go at what we were just talking about with terminology and just break everything down, break even the little things, set position, be on your toes, just uh, try to get. It's the nitty-gritty of everything. So that, that was kind of the approach. Um, and it probably aimed, the course was probably aimed a little bit more towards those team coaches who don't have um, 
necessarily goalkeeper background and it was great to see the people like Omar who were stepping in and even helping out and it was great to create that learning environment with all of us. Yeah, I thought one one thing that was really cool is uh, you know, and uh, you know, I don't want to put anybody on blast here without them being here, but I think they'd be okay with it since it's a positive thing. Uh, Ludo, who uh, actually was a, a an instructor for the French Federation, mm -hmm. and he actually he's like, "You know what? I just moved to the United States. Um, I want to learn the terminology here because I'm not familiar with your guys, for lack of a better term, coach speak here. You know, he knows the words of France in French, but he doesn't know how, how the things are, are said in English and stuff. And he wants to be an educator here in the United States. And I was like, my gosh, somebody with his resume is ridiculous. And you see somebody like that who's humble enough to take the goalkeeper one because they want to, from the beginning, understand how this works here. You know, people like that is what we need more in the goalkeeping community out here. You know? No doubt. You know? Yeah, in the coaching community. Oh, in, in, in general. Um, so let's talk about the classroom setting because that's a very difficult thing, I think. Uh, more so than working with youth because kids are used to being in class all day. That's a common occurrence for them. Coaches are not. Most of the time, the reason that coaches got into coaching is because they didn't want to be in an office all day. They wanted to do other things. I know college coaches will uh, will be yelling at me right now because they're like, I spend all my day in, a, in an office. Like, well, well, we'll we'll talk about that later. That's a whole, that's a whole other episode right there that we can get into. Um, so how do we make that? How do we make that instructive, entertaining at the same time, yet still beneficial for those coaches? Yeah, I, I've actually found that. There are similarities between adults and kids in the learning, you know, the attention spans. Maybe the little, little kids, they have really little attention spans. But with adults, it, it I would say max 20 minutes of, you know, lecturing or anything. And then you start to lose them. You know, you got to take a break or you got to do something. You got to do a group activity, do something that is engaging, um, even with adults. So really try to do that today. Um, I don't know how well I did. Uh, Dude, you did great. You did great. And honestly, I, I want to commend you. Uh, I want to commend you because it, it's not easy to come into a situation like this with, with people of different levels of experience and get them all on the same page and, for lack of a better term, you know, uh, have a great time and get something out of the course. And I thought you did a, a really, really good job uh, outside of the fact that yesterday they put us in a room that was way too big. <laughs> Wasn't it way yeah, too big well, for the lecture? Well, yeah, I was thinking about that today. I'm like, because we had a small room, it, I think the group discussion was a lot better today way because better, we were yeah. tight, whereas the setup yesterday. So now it was like a hall yesterday. Yeah, it was, felt like me just talking to everyone. So now in the, when I go do future courses, I think I'm going to really try to be intentional about getting that tight that tighter space just so it feels like we're closer and more connected. Yeah, because yesterday felt like we were going to give, like, a banquet. Yeah. Like, it was like we were going to give out awards to everybody right there. And and the energy was different, wasn't it, with the smaller space? Oh, so much yeah. better. And it was much more intimate, and it felt more like you were actually on the field. And I think that's something that I think a lot of coaches out there who are listening to the podcast and, and, and watching the videos on YouTube uh, you, you should take into consideration is that when you're doing any sort of video presentation or lecture, try to keep it in a tight, confined area. So first off, the audio travels well. Because one of the difficulties yesterday was people being able to hear yeah. because the room was so big, the audio, the sound didn't travel as well. Um, so that's something that I would really take into consideration if you're trying to set up a course somewhere with your club or your organization or even even if you're reaching out to United Soccer and they, they bring a course to you. Um, okay, so how much time should we spend on the, on the, in the classroom and how much time should we spend on the field? Is there, is there a good uh, middle ground? That's tough. Um, we kind of did 50-50 today, and I thought I felt it was a good flow. Um, I tried to put a lot of videos in today just so they can see and visualize instead of just talking. Um, 
a lot of a lot of discussion today, which was good. And we got on out onto the field. I felt like today was was a good amount of time. Yesterday I felt after lunch, people started to you know like it was seven hours of being out. You know you start to lose them a little bit. So I I I really tried to be intentional today about you know keeping it short and concise, getting to the point, getting all the information in that we can without dragging it out too long. Because once you drag it out too long, yeah. Um, all right. So speaking of uh, of dimensions and equipment and adults and children, what is the best way to evaluate adults on their understanding of let's for lack of a better term, because this is a goalkeeping podcast, goalkeeping, uh, you know, uh, obviously, you know, you've been a candidate before. Now you've been an instructor. You know, what, what have you found is, is the best way? to evaluate them should it be small group settings should it be all in front of all the, all the other coaches should it be working using kids using adults like what what's what do you, what's your opinion yeah i think um again similar to what you do coaching with with kids is check for understanding things like that um asking questions group discussion seeing you know if they learn something i tried yesterday um to have them before we even went over any content to put together a goalkeeper session without any knowledge or, you know, maybe the uh, the, the team coaches didn't those have any dude, those, those were some fascinating conversations going on there. Trust me, I was uh, I was walking around. So, yeah, so then after the goalkeeper won yesterday, this morning, the first thing we did was put together the same session or try using those topics of footwork, handling, just very basic um, diving, collapse diving, and positioning, angle play. So... And, I, and it seemed like they 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 learned from yesterday because the discussion was very good, um, talking about uh, the the, ses- the sessions they put together. Um, so that that was one one tool as well. And I think another tool you can use is testing. But um, you know these courses don't don't do testing. But you know another way you can just you can see you know have have the candidates actually put together you know and it, it's tough. I I never <laughs> it was hard. It's hard as a candidate. I'm gonna go get my A in um january or this spring and man it is tough to go you know put on a session in front of a bunch of people but it is a good way to see if um you know if if you understand the material so let's let's talk about that because i think that you know one of the issues that a lot of coaches have when they do evaluation is they start trying to make their sessions for the evaluation rather than how they would just naturally run a session at home Mm -hmm. and i think that's one of the biggest mistakes that that coaches make when they're being evaluated is that they they treat it as an artificial environment rather than just to fly on the wall watching them run a session because in reality that's what it's about it's about watching how do you how do you work with the kids you know and, and how what's your demeanor how do you convey information in a way and honestly guys for out there there's no right or wrong way to coach you know uh Micah's a little bit more more introverted, a little bit more soft-spoken than a blabbermouth like myself. Um, Micah saw me coaching a little bit earlier today. Very different type of style. Whether one is right or wrong, it, it's not. It's about whether are you connecting with the kids? Are you connecting with them? Are they understanding the information? You know, is the session progressing in, in a nice, solid way? So you've been through the courses. You're just about to take your A. What are some mistakes coaches should not should not do or, 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 or just advice in just regards to like try to do these things as opposed to as opposed to these things. Well, thinking about testing a lot of times and I'm I'm done it myself is I fill my head with all these things I need to cover in the test. You know, I need to co- do this coaching point. I need to do this instead of just like breathing and taking, you know, thinking, I'm, you know, you know what you're doing. So just relax and the coaching points will come or, you know, if you set up the environment 
the way you should, then, you know, your coaching points will come out and, and stuff like that. that. I guess that's some advice I would give. That's a really, really good point that, that you brought up in regards to don't try to do too much in a session because I feel like a lot of times what happens at these courses, uh, at least I've, I've made this mistake in the past when I've, when I've taken my licenses, is that I try to show the evaluators that I know everything that we've talked about the entire week in my session. When in reality, when do you really do that in a real training session? In a real training session, you're not trying to get 17 bullet points of all the information that you just learned into that session. Less is more, guys. You know, clear, concise, and specific. So, so try to just focus on the specific areas and only bring up points. One of the ish biggest issues I see is overcoaching, right? Yeah. People yeah. just talking too much, right? Yeah, have a topic or one or two topics and try to stay focused on that the entire time. Yeah. Um, all right. So we, before we move on to the final part, which is a Q&A, and I, we're actually going to have one of, uh, one of our audience members here come on, on the podcast to, uh, to ask some questions here, is you've now been the lead instructor for the goalkeeper. And by the way, congratulations either way. That, I mean, that's, that's a huge accomplishment. At, you're how old are you? Uh, 29. That's incredible, dude. I mean, how many people at 29 years old have have done this? Flown across the country and taught an entire course, you know, uh, for an entire region. I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing, you definitely, know. Definitely yeah. grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So what advice would you give to educators running a course for the first time? Um, relax. Take a deep breath. Um, I would say over-prepare. That was, uh, I really tried to, especially yesterday, um, you know, make sure I had enough information um, and I even do that when I do sessions is I, I I'll, I'll put five or six exercises I want to do, but I may, might only be able to do three just, just so I have a feel of, and I can read, um, what's going on, how the flow is going. And I can, at, during the session, I can adjust and say, okay, we don't need to cover this. I can move on to the next thing. Um, and yeah, just, just take a deep breath. Um, I was definitely a little intimidated yesterday. <laughs> Did, uh, I was like, do it. Am I am I good enough? Am I qualified enough to coach coaches? I um, saw that on your face when you're like, you're Omarzini, aren't you? Or like, I use your videos, and you're like, <laughs> what am I to what am I going to tell this guy right here? But uh, but honestly, we're all here to learn, man, and we all can learn from each other. So if you're here, you're good enough, and I think that's the thing. And they, and 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 understand any educator out there is that. People are there because they want to learn. They're not there because they don't want to learn. You know, everyone's there because they want to learn. Um, all right. Well, speaking of that, we're we're going to move on to the Q and A part and uh, for this episode right here. And uh, and, and we actually have a, a coaching candidate from the course right here. And uh, we're going to have him actually come on to the podcast right now. So do we have a chair for John? Does do we have a chair for John to come on to? Yeah, let's just grab him a chair right here. One, one oh. thing I'd say too, yeah. with the with the guys and girls this week, is they were all great. They were very, like you said, very open to learning. There, w we didn't have any anybody who was very fixed, and um, you know, and it was great. It created a great environment. Everybody was talking, discussing ideas with each other. Yeah, it was really fun. It was. All, it's, it's been fantastic. Okay, so we've got actually our audience uh, here, and uh, uh, dude, honestly, stay, stay, thanks for sticking around. Why, why don't you tell your name for everybody and, and where you are at exactly so, uh, for the audience? I'm Sean Helm. I come out of the Salt Lake. Sean, area. I kept saying John. You're God, I'm such an idiot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's what happens when you meet whole. Uh, what, yeah, when you meet like, like 70 people yeah. all at one time. <laughs> all one yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, but um, no. Um, uh, I help out with the RSL club up in Salt Lake and the uh, North Logan particularly is where they have a, a training facility. So I help the youth up there develop, you know, the the the, the ability to play. Yeah, and I think it's part of that having grown up playing is just a continual desire for myself to improve. Yep. And that's kind of where my question is, 
involving this uh, developing program, what options are there for goalkeepers? I mean, we, we have the United Soccer Coaches. That's kind of the new thing. But for ones who want to go out there and improve more, where can they go? Uh, well, honestly, I mean, there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of great opportunities out there. You know, um, I I don't know if you guys are familiar, but there's, there's something called the uh, International Goalkeeper Coaches Conference, the IGCC. It's run by a great guy named Phil Wedden, um, you know, who uh, runs GK1. He's worked with uh, several different national teams. Um, he's worked with MLS clubs. He's he's done all that sort of thing. He was actually just out here a couple weeks ago running uh, some sessions uh, for coaching education as well as for. Uh, for, for, for youth. Um, mm -hmm. So there's that opportunity that's in Florida. Um, obviously, United Soccer Coaches, like, you know, Micah has, has gone through all the, all the courses as well, too. They, they offer, like, just you just said, DK 1 and 2. But for out, those of you out there who, uh, who've already taken those 1 and 2, there's also the 3, which is actually a, a residential program. That's actually a, a, a few days uh, a type of program. And then there's what's there's the, the granddaddy of them all, the Advanced National, which is a full-week residency you know, uh, all day, all night type of training environment, which is which is great and it's fantastic. Um, I feel like those are the two best opportunities. Mike, are there any other coaching uh, opportunities that you you see that are that are great out here? Coaching courses. Yeah, coaching courses uh, uh, for US goalkeepers. Soccer, uh, for goalkeepers. Yeah, uh, yeah. U.S. Soccer doesn't have any goalkeeping nope. specific thing. Um, there's UEFA overseas. UEFA, yep, yeah, overseas. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, not not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um. Oh, learning from but each other. Um, uh, learning from each other. I think uh, a great thing that you can do is um, you can uh, set up. It doesn't even have to be an organized coaching course, but if you can do coaching education with your club and actually teaching the coaches how to understand the goalkeeping position, um, it's going to benefit you too. You're going to like be like, oh my gosh, I never thought about that before. Um, I think Micah can even attest to this. Just you know, teaching the course, it's like it made you start thinking about you know goalkeeping. Oh, You're like, oh my gosh. I never thought about this until now when I'm actually teaching this, you know? No, um, so you're going to learn that, learn that, from doing, you know? That's kind of how I noticed today was you know, after things had broke down, after the class was, was done, there was a lot of idea exchanging and discussion um, that, that was beneficial for me, and I know it was beneficial for other people. Yeah. And, and also, guys out there who are listening to the podcast who weren't yet at the course here, um, United States soccer uh, coaches ha uh, has a, uh, what's it called, a, uh, foundation. Uh, so it's the United Soccer Coaches Foundation, and uh, what, it, what they do is they actually uh, have an application process that you can get grants for host a course. And host a course is where uh, United Soccer Coaches will come out and they will uh, provide all the resources uh, to put together a coaching course uh, for your area, for your organization, for your club, for your region, whatever, what have you, uh, that sort of a thing. And that's actually how this whole course ended up happening is because uh, through the application process, you know, a grant was you know, was provided to, uh, to LA Goalkeeping Academy me and then with AYSO we partnered uh, to make this whole weekend happen and, and one of the great things about it is that if you do this, this program right there it's actually free of charge to the coaches uh, to to, to, to apply for it, you know, because uh, because everything is provided. So it's a really great opportunity to provide coaching education to people who might not necessarily get those opportunities based on uh, where they're located or financial resources, that that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Now uh, someone who's kind of grassroots like me, Yeah. Um, where would where should they go as far as development? Like, I'm, I'm planning on getting my three, but should I go and get the national? Should I get, you know, how? Well, Mike is going through the the, 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 uh, the process right now, so he's probably a, a better person to answer that. I did it so many years ago. Who knows what the process is now? He probably can attest to it much better than me. Um, so what's your advice there? To, to coaching education? Yeah. 
Yeah, I would definitely recommend United Soccer Coaches um, coach education, you know, getting the national. Let's go for the national, okay. What You get great content, but like we were saying earlier, or uh, Michael was saying earlier, is you just meet so many people and you pass along so many ideas. And that, that honestly is probably just as, imp- at least for me, just I've met so many people through it and learned different, you know, especially I can think back to when I took the B license of just different nationalities and you're talking to Brazilians and you, they talk about, their coaching license and what they learn and how they run a session. And it's, it's just so interesting to get all those different perspectives. Yeah. And, uh, and on another great, uh, a resource uh, to you, Sean out there is, uh, uh, the convention national yep. convention every year. Um, I don't know if you're going to Baltimore. Next no, I can't go this year. Oh <laughs> man. So, you know, so Mike, can attest to this. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like a family reunion for, 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 for coaches. You know, ev- everyone is, everyone is there. Everyone's learning. Everyone's, uh, having a good time. There's so many different, uh, resources available to you, lectures to go to, uh, training sessions to watch. And, 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 and it's just a fantastic week. And honestly, I've gotten jobs out of just going to convention. It's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. One of the reasons why we ended up doing uh, all the content at camp shutout this year, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Stan Anderson right there is because we met him at convention in Chicago last year. Right. So, so um, it's it's definitely a resource that you guys should check out. Um, and if you if you want to go to convention, guys, there's still a few opportunities left. UnitedSoccerCoaches.org, Baltimore Convention, January 14th to the 19th. Um, just DM us, contact in, inside the 18media.com, and I can try to help you out with all that situation. Um, we're very thankful. We're going to be featured on Podcast Row this year as well as we were last year. Um, so if you're in the area, in the Baltimore area, guys, come out and say hi. What's up to us? Um, I think it's going to be myself, Patrick. We're trying to get Omar to come out there. Uh, we'll see if, uh, if he can get away from his busy Instagram <laughs> schedule uh, to do it, but, uh, but we're going to try to make it happen. Um, well, just as a yeah. grassroots coach, I just yeah. appreciate the holding this, hosting it, and the time that you guys put in for it. So thanks. Well, thanks, man. Um, so uh, do you have any more questions or are we good no, to I, go? I, I, that's all I can all right. think of. So thank you for the time. All right. Um, all right, guys. Well, I think that's going to be uh, the, re- the rest of the episode. Micah. Micah's going to want to rest. Uh, it's been a it's been a long few days for you. It's been a long few days for me, um, and I still have more stuff to do, which is called editing. Uh, so we're going to get into that. Remember, guys, contact at insidethe18media.com if you have a guest suggestion or a topic suggestion. You can find us on all the social media platforms at Goalkeeper Podcast, except for on Twitter at Goalkeeper Pod. Um, DM us as well too on all of those social medias. We're always accessible try to meet us at baltimore convention please rate review and subscribe on all the social media platforms or the apple podcasts or the the podcasts or whatever it's called the the youtubes as my dad would say you know all that sort of fun stuff um mike if anybody wants more info about united soccer coaches or just you know they want to ask advice from you where's the best place for them to reach you um best place let's see um united soccer coaches best place is unitedsoccercoaches.org um to find all the information for me it's probably best on social media um, Micah Collins 28 um, so all underscore Micah Collins 28 okay cool. awesome guys that's all the time we got on Inside the 18 we'll see you later uh, probably from Baltimore we're out later yeah.